0: Thanks, Caroline. So, yes, as Caroline said, we have in fact been doing a series looking through Philippians. I spoke to someone this week who didn't realize that we'd been doing a series through the book of Philippians. So in case you didn't know, we're doing a series through the book of Philippians. And this is the last one. Um, (laughs) Um, So we have looked at being a loving Christian, we've looked at being a focused Christian, and last week Rourke spoke to us about being a confident Christian. We missed the week on being a humble Christian uh, because of the APCM, but maybe we're already so good at humility that we didn't need that one. (laughs) Um, So today we have reached Philippians 4, and I'm going to talk about how we can be contented Christians and what that might look like. So I'm going to read a section from the middle of the chapter, starting at verse 4. Always be joyful because you belong to the Lord. I will say it again, be joyful. Let everyone know how gentle you are. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. No matter what happens, tell God about everything. Ask and pray and give thanks to him. Then God's peace will watch over your hearts and your minds. He will do this because you belong to Christ Jesus. God's peace can never be completely understood. Finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right and pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. Do what you have learned or received or heard from me. Follow my example. The God who gives peace will be with you. So it's been really good for me to sit with this passage this week. Um, Because at this point, it feels like the building has been under construction for years, or possibly decades. And while the work has been going really well, it's created a certain level of chaos and distraction. Um, The staff team have been quite scattered, and nothing is quite normal or quite where it should be. At a wider level, our political situation remains remains quite interesting. And on a personal level, I've been experiencing some weird health stuff and broken sleep, and I get worried at bedtime about sleeping, so then I get stressed that I'm not sleeping, and then I don't sleep more. And in the face of all of that comes this passage. Always be joyful because you belong to the Lord. I will say it again, be joyful. reading it. It felt quite rude, to be honest. It was Paul who wrote this letter, and part of me wants to just have a bit of a strong word with him and maybe poke him in the eye, because I'm like, Paul, don't you know my circumstances? Don't you know what I'm going through? Have you seen the state of the world? How dare you tell me to rejoice? How dare you tell me to be joyful? How can I be content in the face of all the pain and the nonsense in the world? I think in our pride and in our stubbornness, we can decide that our circumstances and our pain are bigger than God can handle. We think he might not have noticed or he might have forgotten us. We can think that even though the work of Jesus on the cross means that everything is being made new and everything is being brought back to how God made it, somehow we place ourselves outside of that. We can choose to dwell on the hard things and the sad things and they will fill our mind until that's all we see. It becomes like a lens or a filter across our vision so that everything we look at is coloured with grey. And that doesn't sound like good news to me. That doesn't sound like life in all its fullness. It sounds nothing like the kingdom of God. And yet, that's been my story lately, and I think many of us here can probably relate. I've been cross, and I've been tired, and I've been frustrated. But in the middle of all of my sass, God comes and he brings a word of peace. Don't worry about anything. No matter what happens, tell God about everything. Ask and pray and give thanks to him. And I think that right there is the beginning of an answer. It's the beginning of hope and the beginning of contentment. Tell God about everything. Don't keep it bottled up in your brain. Don't just complain about it to your friends and your community. Because how many have done that? We have talked and talked and talked about our stresses and our struggles to everyone apart from God because sometimes we can do that we can process with someone and tell ourselves that we've prayed but actually all we've done is talk we haven't invited God in sometimes God falls to the bottom of our emergency contact list instead of being the first person that we talk to so what's the next step when we tell God everything what is it that we're supposed to do Ask and pray and give thanks to Him. And I think that right there is the key. Giving thanks. Choosing to look for the good and lifting our eyes from the problems right in front of us. Choosing to actively fill our minds with good things rather than dwelling on the bad. Like, I can focus on being stressed out by everything, and I can do that. I do that really well. Um, Or I can choose to celebrate. I can choose to celebrate the fact that I just got engaged to my best friend. Or the fact that three people in my emotional community were offered jobs this week. God is on the move. He is doing good works. Sometimes we just need to pay attention. Because it doesn't quite work when we try really hard just not to think about bad things. If I said to you, don't think about a red balloon. No red balloons. What happens? Your brain thinks of a red balloon. So instead of not thinking about things, we need to actively find something else to think about. So I've got a little video to show you now. So this is a science experiment I did in my kitchen this morning. So we start with a bowl and we fill it with water. And you can pretend like the water is your mind. And then we have some black pepper. And this is like the stresses and the rubbish that we fill our minds with. If we just try and poke it, it doesn't do very much. The stuff all stays there. But if I add something else, if I add a tiny drop of soap, then the rubbish gets pushed to the edges and there's clarity in the middle. So in our lives, what is the drop of soap? Thankfully... Paul has an answer for us, and I don't have to poke him in the eye. Finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right, and pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. Do what you have learned or received or heard from me. Follow my example. The God who gives peace will be with you. We get to be people who seek the good in the world. We get to seek it and champion it and shout about it. We get to be people who are the good in the world. Because we are carriers of the Holy Spirit. And we carry goodness and light everywhere we go. The God who gives peace is with us. And I'm not saying this to diminish anything that you're going through. I'm not saying that thinking some nice and pretty thoughts will change your physical circumstances. But when we focus on what is true and pure and lovely and bring our thoughts in line with God, our perspective changes. Because what is true is that I am a child of God. Each of us is the child of a deeply loving father who never stops pursuing us and who is always working for our good. I was with someone this week who prayed, thank you God that you call us your children and not grown-ups. And I found that so freeing. I don't have to be a grown-up with God. I don't have to be responsible. With him, we can run and we can play and we can bring all of our burdens and our heaviness. We can talk to him about all of it. Because ultimately, he is the one who brings change. He is the one who gives peace and brings contentment. He is the one on whom we can set our hope. And so to finish this morning, I have one more story. One of my friends was diagnosed with cancer about 18 months ago. She has had all kinds of treatment and surgery that have pushed her to the edge, both physically and mentally. But her motto in all of it has been, choose joy. She's even had that tattooed on her back. Choose joy. She has shown unimaginable faith and contentment. And her challenge to every person around her has been to choose joy as well. And that is the challenge I'm passing on this week. How can we be contented Christians? Choose joy. And the great thing about joy is that it's a fruit of the Spirit. And that means that we can pray for it. And in fact, all of the fruits of the Spirit lead us towards contentment. So that is what I would like to pray for in response this morning. So I would like to invite you to stand if you are able Like, I could just invite you to stand if you felt in need of contentment, but I think we probably all need this. We all need something. And I think with the fruits of the Spirit, they can feel quite abstract. So it actually helps me to imagine receiving a piece of fruit in my hand. So I'm just going to pray, and I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to come and bring the gift that you most need, that each of us most needs this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are so good and that you know us individually. You know what each of us needs this morning. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would bring us good gifts this morning, that you would bring us what we need, whether that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control or some kind of fruit salad of all of the above. God, I pray that you would come blessed to be a blessing. I pray that what we carry, we would give away so that we would see your kingdom come. Amen.